So before we get into regular D&D stuff, we recently received a message from uh, a friend of the show, Annie. A couple years ago, she reached out to me about her son uh, for his 13th birthday, was looking for a copy of our season one poster there in Australia. We sent that to him, and she sent me a photo of him with the poster and stuff, and we were like, wow, this is, you know, it's amazing. Um, We hadn't been in touch with him in a while. And at the beginning of this month, Annie reached out to me about her son, Cameron. He has his leukemia. He's been diagnosed with leukemia, and he's having a very difficult time with it. He is in the pediatric ICU there in Australia. And uh, she just asked us if maybe we could, you know, just give him a shout out or kind of point some you know, point toward him so people would kind of, they're trying to raise awareness about cancer treatment and what it's like for kids going through that. They have a, they have a, a Facebook uh, channel, a, a page. We will put a link to that. It's Team Super Cameron. We'll put a link to that in the show notes here. Um, and if, if you want to just maybe check that out, uh, you can go check it out there. There's probably a place where you can submit a comment. Uh, I told her we would be praying for them and that you know we'll be thinking about them. So we just wanted to give a shout out to Cameron and say, we're praying for you. We appreciate you. We're sorry that you're going through what you're going through. We sent him a small gift, literally nothing compared to what I wish we could do to help him. But uh, all the NBH crew is thinking about you, Cameron. Yep. Yes, we are. Absolutely. We love you, Cameron. Shout out to Cameron, man. You're, you're our bro, Cameron. You got this. Yep. Love and prayers. Definitely pray. Absolutely. And we're looking forward to hearing the good news of when you come through this thing. Yep. This is the spiciest podcast that you'll ever listen to. Oh, yeah. About D&D. This is the spiciest podcast that you'll ever hear. Nice. That was nice. And the Orange Dracon Kelly. Oh, come on. This can be as bad as one. That's the loneliest number. That's the number four. (laughs) What? What? (laughs) I'm so scared. Hello, everyone. Hi. Welcome to Make Believe Schmeros, an actual play, fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons adventure for everyone. I am your dungeon master, your friend. And tonight, for our fourth episode of season five, I'm joined by four, no, five, five friends of mine. Hey, guys, it's Jeremy, and I play Blaze Blightwood. I'm Jeffrey, and I play Joseph Stormbright. Joseph. I'm Alan. And I play Brackle, the parrot hunter. Zenyaldius. Hey, I'm Felicia, and I play Margaret Cavendish, also known as Meg. Hi, Zach, <laughs> play Chris. I'm Paul, and I play Hyalakarn. Hyalakorn? Hyalakarn. I knew I was <laughs> waiting corn. for something. It's corn. With knobs. It has the juice. Uh, I'm excited to play some D&D. We got to do a couple things, a couple things up front. One, we're, first we're going to do is we're going to read a couple of five-star reviews, okay? The first one comes from, uh, this is a very unique name. Let me see if I can get it right. Do it. No, I can't tell. <laughs> there are emojis. There are four emojis. What are their names? I think it's leopard, leopard emoji, tiger emoji, alligator emoji, scorpion emoji, maybe. Looks Something like, like that. That's their name. What about the walrus emoji? Nope. It's entitled, This is a Podcast. Amazing. Five stars. Jeffrey. You the best. <laughs> Tell Alan, where the detonator? Me? Where Rachel? <laughs> That's it. That's I don't think it got it. Can you do it all again? Jeffrey! <laughs> you the best. Where's the detonator? Anyway. That's a great review. Thank that's you a- for the review. <laughs> Leopard, tiger, Amazing. alligator, scorpion emoji. I think that's right. Where's Rachel? I like it. I wonder who that is. I don't know. This one comes from Core with a little nerdy smiley face. Corn! Emo- emoji. No, Core. Uh, corn. C-O-R. Core. And it's entitled, Great Podcast. This is a Dungeons & Dragons podcast where we play Dungeons & Dragons with each other. With each other. This podcast is great. The quality is so good. The story is great. Paul the DM is amazing and tells the story so well. Yes. All the players are hilarious. 
that's clean. As a younger listener, that's super great. There's not that many clean podcasts out there, so that makes this one all the better. You're right. Keep up the great work. I'm editing this right as I finish season four, and I'm finally caught up. I binged all the seasons for about three years and have been on and off, but always coming back for belly laughs and a great story arc. Excited to see where this goes. Mm. Me too, Cor. Thank you so much for the review. review. We hope uh, that season four will live up to it. That was a good review. That was a good review. It was. It was a solid review. And also thanks to Leopard, Tiger, Alligator, Scorpion for your review as well. That was also a great review. I give both reviews five stars. Me too. 37 stars reviews. Listen, if you love our show and you think it's great and you love the sound effects and the music, you got to check out the spiciest place in the world, Mm. BattleBards.com. Speaking of BattleBards, they've recently done a revamp with Mm. their site, BattleBards 2.0. And we're going to be doing some little giveaways, so stay tuned for that, boy. But we just want to say we love BattleBards. We do. Their spice mm. is unparalleled, and if you are playing D&D, you should spice up your table with some BattleBards. One more thing, and then we get to the dice. Why is it spicy? Rolling. Why is it spicy? One more thing, and then we're going to play some D&D, and that is a shout-out for one of our favorites. Two more things. Three more things. Actually, we just played some D&D with this person. If you listened to the uh, Make Believe Champions episodes with our Sea Lady, the prequel, if you will, for Season 5, Chris was on there, and he played with us. And our shout-out today goes to Christopher Queen. Chris, thank you so much for supporting us. Thank you for being amazing. And thank you for naming yourself after me. Yeah. 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 Thanks for playing D&D with us. We love you. It was awesome. Uh, You rock. And now we're going to honor you by rolling the giant blue d20. Better be good. The giant blue d20. I have not rolled well yet. You should just do that again. Nice. I'm going to take it. You should keep that up. But it's a four. It's worse than last time. Wow. Speaking of last time, let's talk about what happened. That means we're going to do better last time. What happened last time? Dang, that was a clean transition, Paul. We got captured by lizards. It's all at once. Everybody say what happened last time. Just go for it. Just do it. So there was these uh, lizard so people, don't, don't and they we went to the woods, and we were like supposed to find sapphire. And I thought they were going to kill us. And we found the sapphire leaves, and, 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 and tried to get Chris to get them, but we ended up And it was scary because we almost died. got pulled off, but there was a leader of all the lizards was there, and Flea could talk to her somehow miraculously, and we convinced her that we were good people, and instead of getting killed, we were released and sent to the master with her grandson the to go rescue his granddaughter from the really shade really awesome. who actually got like, helped us and told us, hey, we need you to know, help. evil make evil. Like, so help us here we us, go. Uh, our person back, and if you help us, get Mia back, and then the brother's going to go with you, and then la, 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 here we are. And you could be anything. Yoda is here. Yoda, is that you? <laughs> Scooby Doo. Wow. That was intense. Um, yeah. <laughs> Forest, jungle, blue flowers, caught by lizard folk, recruited by lizard folk. Lizard folk have joined us. Let's play Dungeons and Dragons. Which one's that? We set out from the village, <laughs> the den of the Ankhtewlux. You all set out. Um, your new companion, Hya Lakarn, turns. He he draws from his back the... Who we will call corn. Hya Lakarn. Gnarled staff. Uh, he holds it up and he says, We will go this way and it will take us to the home of Ndortak. What is the word you use for him? The shade. The shade. I will try to use this when speaking to you of him. Since this is the name for which you have by, I'm sorry, my common, um, it is the name you have for him. Yes? Yes. The Shade. Why are you looking for the Shade? We need to make a deal with him. What a deal? On behalf of the people of Venthaven. The City of Lights. Yes. Is that what you call it? This is the closest thing I can think of from our tongue. Yes, uh, it is a bright city. I have never been to the City of Lights, but I have seen it from afar. You should go. The goddess Prevalian has made a great place for all peoples. In the City of Lights? 
Come, lizard folk, I will guard you. You may call me Karn, for short. Karn? Corn. Karn. Karn, the planeswalker. Karn. Karn. It's Karn. Is there a Karn, the planeswalker? Who's that? Is he made out of metal? Uh, no. Kyala Karn is more than capable of taking care of himself, but I do appreciate the strength. What is your name? What is all, What are all of your names? I am Blaze Blightwood. Ish Babinob. Ish Babinob. Blaze, this is a sharp name, like a blade. It is a pleasure to meet you. Like Blazin? Joseph. You can call me Joe. Joseph. It is good to have met you, Joseph. I am Margaret Cavendish, but you can call me Meg. Good. Meg. Yes. Thank you. You are welcome. And she tries to do the... Oh, the little, the like... The hand that thing. the uh, chieftain yeah. did. He, he gives you a, a smile and a nod. He looks at the human. Oh, no. And on the whole time, by the way, he's walking. He is set off in a certain direction. So you guys are moving through the jungle. Yeah. I'm following. It's after midday. And I say, I'm Brackle. Brackle. This is a, an interesting name. It makes me think of the forest and the stream. Yes, it is human for the forest and the stream. Ah. <laughs> That's a lie. Is that a lie? I mean, there's many human languages in uh, the language of Branshire, mm. spoken by the ancients. It means mainly forest, but also a little stream. All right. And do you, small one, what should I call you? You can call me Chris. Chris. Yes. You can call me Karn. Karn. Or Hyalakarn, if you would rather. Hyalakarn. Hyalakarn. Shall we? And he just starts walking, and he is using that big staff now as like a sort of walking stick, and he is mo- he moves quickly. He's got a long stride. You all follow after? Yo, dog. You're moving quick. I am. Yes, I follow. Yeah, we follow. Okay. You guys are traveling through the jungle. Uh, do you do or say anything as you go? I sing the song of my people. Which is? Uh, who let the dogs out? <laughs> is this the song of your people? <laughs> Only his people. Uh, well, my people aren't really a people anymore, not since the incident. So it's sort of the song of my people, but mostly just the people I made up. What is incident? Oh, um, I'm going to try to say it. In his language. Oh, you have no idea what the word for incident is nope. in the lizard tongue. I'm going to try it. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's a 17. Plus five. You to, yeah. You can get there. Oh, so a thing that happens. Yeah, that's a that's a lot better than... What happened, Brackle, to destroy your people? Well, it was less that they were destroyed and more that I came to not like being around them. And I preferred the woods. But it was less that I didn't like to be around them as it was that I didn't understand their ways. I felt like my people were not my people, even though they tried. It wasn't their fault. You can't blame them. Really, don't blame them. It's it's me. I'm, I'm the ugly one. This is a sad story, Brackle. To not belong with one's own people... Well, I belong. I just belong from afar. Brackle. It is well known that Brackle has family issues. I'm always trying to find some family. <laughs> just kidding. It's family. <laughs> this guy named Vin. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it's coming. It's all about family. <laughs> the people of Unctulux. We are one people. We are one family. Even one like Joseph here who is a distant family member, we still see him as a brother. Yes, we are family. I am curious about your family indeed. Can you tell me about your lost sister? Uh, Mia, or as we affectionately call her Mia, she is dear to me. Adventurous. I do worry for her, but she is strong. And very, very smart. And mischievous. Dart. I uh, mean, the Shade will have a hard time taming her. 
Does he tame lizards? Crackle, <laughs> we are folk. We are lizard folk. We are people. We are not like the lizard of, on the rock. Right, right. I understand. How you are... did your sister Mia... She is brave, and she is always going where she knows that she should not go. She does not like to hear the word no. So she was alone. Ah, uh, yes. She often travels the jungles alone. She is strong and capable. She is like Brackle. She is curious about the Shade. She thinks him not to be evil, but our people fear him for good reason. Has he taken any of your people before? Or is this the first time? There are stories of things our people have seen in the home of Ndartak. And for that reason, we stay away. There are also stories of our people being taken, or I do not know the words in your tongue. They have been returned, changed, different than they were before. How so? Different how? I cannot say for sure, but I know that to make dealings with the Shade is not a safe business. So you guys travel through. You won't have to make any survival checks for this part um, because you have... A guide. Kjallakarn, who knows where he is. Kjallakarn. have a guide. And he tells you all it's going to take most of the day to get close to the Shade's home, but you he won't go at night. Is it because at night everything is Shade? It's not safe to go at night. Are lizard folk scared of the dark? He just basically tells you their law is that no one goes by there. Like, you guys have heard that, and he told you that. If you get caught going within a few miles of where they believe his home to be, and by the way, his home has been known to move, but for some years now... What's the penalty? You ask him that? Yeah, like, what's the penalty for for breaking that law? The penalty will, of course, be decided by Makar, the chieftain of our people. And it would probably depend on the severity of the crime. In this case, maybe increased labors for some time or being kept in their homes, in, in the den of Octolux and unable to hunt or leave for a time. Like a quarantine. Nothing too severe, unless... They continue to break this law, at which point things would become more severe. But this law is there to protect them for their own good. And as he's saying all this, it's getting dark. And in the jungle, it gets dark quicker. And you can all see at night, but he basically, he tells you all, once you get within a few miles, you need to stop. Stop what? You need to stop for the night. You're not going to get there today with the sun up. So you guys do come to a certain point where he, he kind of stops and he, he, he walks around, he observes different places, and he says... We are getting near. The jungle begins to feel the strangeness of Ndartak. What do your lizard nostrils smell? I smell many things. There is a strangeness to the air in the home of the Shade. We shall continue a bit further, but we are close to the limit of our people. We are forbidden from going further. Of course, we will be going further with the sun, but let's continue a bit more. Is it because we have sanction? No, there's no sanction here. No, not that kind of sanction, but like, you know, permission. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's why. You guys continue on? Travel a bit further? Yes. Yeah. It's getting dark. And the darker it gets, Brackle, the harder it is for you to see. I can't see. I cast light. Okay. Guys, we need to stop. I can't see. That's good. See. Joseph dark. shines a light, and Karn also uses his... His staff to cast light. Uh, It's not light, but it's a light-like spell. There's like a green glow coming off the end of his staff. Is Karn a wizard? He's not. Is he a lizard? He's a wizard, Karn. Pardon. Yes. Pardon the light, Karn. The short-lived one has not good eyesight. It's true. A little light goes a long way in the dark. You all continue forward a little bit, and he's, he's basically been telling you, look, we're going to have to stop soon. And then you come up on a spot where the, the forest, the, the jungle opens up a bit. There's still plenty of trees, but it's not as tightly packed. And you smell something. There is a stink coming downwind. A from stink. <coughs> I want to roll an investigation. Investigation? What's it stink like? This wouldn't... So if you're wanting to know about the stink... <laughs> Investigation isn't really what you would need to do. I mean, you're gonna see it. Let me just let me just 
you narrate for a sec. Karn steps up and he shines the light of his staff forward quite a bit, and you can and he says, "Look, and you see, like, kind of goes down a little bit of an incline of a hill, and then you can see marsh, swamp, nasty lands." It's the dead marshes. We must try to press through. This should not be very far. Whatever you say. I th- think that is a terrible idea. Let's do it. Or we could stop here. Can we go nap-nap? If you think we should go through and, you know, keep pressing on, then by all means, lead the way. This is strange. I have never seen this, but I never traveled this far. This place is is strange to me. Maybe we should stop here, or maybe we could press on a bit further. What do you all think? Can I go over to the edge of it and, like, take a sample of it and check it out? Seems like swamp. I think you are the guide, and we should do how you advise us. We will press on a bit further. So y'all push through the swamps? Sure. It's slow going. It's not like you're sinking down past your waist or anything, but you do sink down into your calves some places. It's hard to walk. And he he does look, once you get into it, he is able to find, and, and, and I'll tell you this, he doesn't know this area that well. So anybody who's particularly good at survival, if you want to roll a survival check to try and find an easier path going through this area than you could. I'll do it. Come on, Brackle. Okay. You probably have a better one than I do. Let me try. I got a whopping 12. What'd you get, Alan? I got a whopping 16. Nice. Okay. We only need to find a better spot, and when we do, I think we will stop and rest. Ooh, I can use spike growth to make us, like, a spiky, hard area to bed down. When, Alan, with your with Brackle's survival check, you can find a path that is a little bit easier to walk on. It's not as just trudging. You're still slurping into the mess, but you're not going up past your, like, shins where you're at, so you can kind of guide... I'm not going up past my shins. If y'all stick with with Brackle, follow his lead, he'd do a little better. Everyone, we should follow the human. Okay. He has bad eyes, but good feet. You guys are still moving slow. Maybe not full difficult terrain, but slower. Finally, you get to a spot where things are a little more level, a little little drier, kind of like a little knob. Karn recommends you all stop here for the night and get some rest. This is a great idea, wizard. Thank you, lizard. I will have my rest. You may call me Karn. Karn? Oh, so my, my apologies. It's Karn. Yes, Karn. Can I make you some dinner? And he goes about starting to build a small fire. This is not necessary. We should not start a fire here. It will only draw more of the midges and the biters. I have prepared a meal. And he opens uh, his pack, and he brings out a small box. It's like a little clay box type thing. I have prepared for you all a feast. Ooh. And he takes the box, and he, he takes his staff, and he cracks the box open. And when he does, a like short table kind of like folds out from it magically. And there is on top of it all kinds of food. It is a great feast of fresh vegetables and fruits and fish and things like that that are already prepared, and it smells delectable. And he immediately takes to eating it. Karn, this is amazing. Everyone, let's see who can eat the most before they throw up. It is a feast for heroes. Well, thank you very much. This is very nice of you. All right. So you all... Partake in a hero's feast. Mm. Heroes. Yum. I feel so heroic. We some hero bears. As much as possible. We need a hero. So are there heroes? Uh, no. You all are eating. It is delectable. (laughs) And as you are eating, you feel strengthened. Yay. Yum. You gain 11 maximum hit points. Maximum? Maximum? What? There's an increase of 11 hit points to your hit point maximum. Oh, limo. We, I just went up to 103. It lasts for 24 hours. Oh, let's just keep it forever. Card, I must say, I have been all over Manumi, and this is perhaps the greatest meal I have ever had, with no fire at that. You also are uh, immune to 
poison and being frightened, you make all wisdom saving throws with advantage for the next 24 hours. Okay? You all eat to your fill, and it is delicious, and you are sleepy. So, Is it nutritious? Who will be setting the watch? I can take first watch. Um, I will take the first watch. Do lizards sleep? Also, I'm drinking some tea. Mm-hmm. I made some tea, and I'm, you know, making that over there. I got a little yeah, teapot. And just stuff. a little teapot going. Chris, you may help me with the watch. I will happily stay up with Meg. We do not have to sleep. I and Chris shall take the first watch, followed by Blaze and Meg. Sounds like a plan, which I don't think I sleep. I think I meditate or yeah, something. Yeah, but you rest. Joseph and Brackle. Yes. Will you take the last watch? Of course. Uh... I just have one, so I'm already down to my last. A yuck! <laughs> will you take the final watch, Brackle? Hmm? With Joseph. Brackle, will you take the last watch with Say Joseph? Yes. yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes. I shall. All right. It would be my delight to watch. Let us get some rest. Everybody go sleep set for me and Chris? Yeah, girl. Yep. He's going to eat, Chris. Wouldn't that be crazy? He better not. Chris, I shall watch this direction. You watch the other. I, w- I will do that. Chris, perception check. Do I get advantage on this since it's wisdom? Or is that just saving throws? No, that's just saves, yeah. Mm, that's a nat one. Oh my. Oh my. He goes blind. Well, you're you're not perceiving anything. He, he did okay. You don't notice anything, but you actually like fall asleep more than once. You nod off, and, and you're like, oh, crap, how long was I down? Eventually, you hear you hear Karn standing. Well, Chris, we should probably wake the others, and you snap away. Yeah, sounds great. That, that watch <laughs> went by uneventful. Yes, quiet. And now for sleep. He goes to quiet. Blaze. Blaze, it is your watch. Meg. 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 What? Yes, Chris. It's your turn. It's your turn. Me and Karn are going to go to sleep. Oh. I was meditating. Karn. Karn. Get some rest, Chris. Thank you for watching. You're, she's going to go over to where Blaze is. You're welcome. I'm going to open up my bag of holding and use it like a sleeping bag. Blaze is very quietly uh, walking a circle around the camp. All right. And Meg, taking a perch. Yeah, leaning against a tree, kind of looking around, you know. I uh, go over to her. Hello, Meg. Hello, Blaze. And he switches to Elvish. And um, in Elvish, not broken or proper, but very casually and coolly, he's basically like, so how did you become the smartest person I've ever met? My father taught me everything I know. Who was your father? I don't know if you would have known him. Uh, he actually passed away in a expedition um, that the school had. He passed away at sea. At sea? Oh, I've had many adventures at sea. Did he go through the Thunder Canal? I had horrible mishaps while traveling through there. No, I, I don't believe he... He did. I am sorry for your loss. I was just interested in who you were. and I don't know. I've traveled most places. I don't get to speak Elvish very often. Well, it, it has been a delight. And any time you want to speak Elvish, that's that's fine with me. Y'all perceiving? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Sure. Roll me your perceptions. Are uh, they just talking? Yeah, we're just chatting. This ain't good. I got a nine. That's a nine. I also got a nine, but I had a plus four. So thirteen and a nine. You're you're walking in a circle still. No, he came over to the tree where she was at. Oh, okay, so you're standing in one place. Yeah. What? Um. What happened to you? <laughs> Why are you the way that you are? <laughs> Why are you the way that you are? <laughs> so you were a great warrior. I wouldn't say that I am a warrior. I would say I am a traveler. Oh. I have seen every sea on the known realm map. Hmm. I've been through the Thundering Canal. I stood in Barlin's Pass. I fought the orcs 
in the dry lands. I've climbed the mountains of Dimmerhold. And then he, like, starts to realize that he's, like, saying too much. <laughs> he's mm-hmm. like, hi, uh, um, I, I left Fallen Grove to explore all of Monumi. That, that is a very, you have conquered. Yeah, that is amazing. I, I don't think I've spoken to anyone who has seen so many places, so many, I'm sure you've seen some things. I wouldn't say I've conquered. I, I, I have I have experienced, rather. Hmm. A few things conquered me, and he, like, pulls up his lip and shows you he's missing one of his back teeth. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Well, I can't say I've been in the same situations, but I have traveled a, a lot on the sea to learn more about just the creatures of the sea and the differences and as you're saying that you turn looking at blaze and a very large green hand wraps around his shoulder and throws him backwards (laughs) blaze and you hear a is it the hulk and stepping out from around the tree is a nine-foot troll Oh, oh my goodness. Oh. Trolls! They brought a jungle troll. She screams out trolls and you all wake up. Um, but uh, as she is saying that, Blaze, you get slung. Uh, roll, me, roll me like a D10. He got slanged. Seven. Ow. You take 11 bludgeoning damage you? as you go slant, whoa, just whoa, flying. Whoa, 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 whoa. Thrown like 20 feet. Did you just make me roll my own damage, sir? I did. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> you're fired. Oh my God. Just, just one. You are fired. <laughs> such a, such a. Who would do that? You know, Brackle. You awake to the yell of troll, and as you sit up in a hurry, I mean, what do you do? You like hop up? I wait on it to overhead swing its club, and then I cast Flipendo. Okay. Do you hop up? What do you do? I hop up and grab my longbow. As you grab your longbow, you see the giant, lanky, long-armed, green, scraggly-haired troll like lumbering over Meg, and you don't see as another troll steps out from behind a tree next to you and swings a big clawed arm at you. Holy smokes! <gasps> Do I get dead? And is a it's a dirty that's a dirty twenty. Ooh. So. So I get dead. He did. Mm, ooh, no, oh. you don't get dead, but you do get 13 piercing damage. So y'all ate the feast. The feast says you are immune to poison. So I'm assuming that means you're immune to poison damage. Because it doesn't say immune to being poisoned. Oh, that is a fair point. Because it says immune to poison and being frightened. Hmm. So to me, that that means you're immune because you can be immune to a type of damage, immune to poison damage for 24 hours. But does that mean that you are immune to being poisoned? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'll look it up. Probably not. I would think not. It's my inclination as well. According to D&D Beyond, the Hero's Feast spell grants immunity to poison in any form, damage, and the condition. Is that legal? Apparently it is. I didn't know that that was a thing, but it is a thing, and here we are. But you get slashed for that 13 damage uh, as you are hopping up. And that's the surprise round. Roll initiatives. Mm, Wowzers. Which one's initiative? So here's what we got right here while while you guys are rolling your initiative. There are the five of you. Well, the four of you are on this little knoll that's about 30 foot wide in total. There's a knoll too? No. This knob, (laughs) this patch of dry land in the middle of a swamp, about 30 feet wide. There are three trees. There's one on like like three, say basically equidistant points around the the, the patch of, of ground. Next to one of the trees stands Meg and a big old troll next to her. By over by Brackle, you just got slashed by one Brackle as you spin and see it. It is big, very large, but it is also fat. <laughs> it's like super fat big and, and fat. covered in its its skin is like a nasty green, like vomit green pocked with these pus-filled postules. It reeks of rotten flesh, and its long black hair is like matted with like this slimy green pus. Now, give me y'all's initiatives. 18. 7. Okay. 17. Oh, it's a 20. Mine was junk. All right, here we go. The first one to go is Karn. Karn's the first one to go. 
guess his dex was a little higher than yours, Chris. Karn hops up at the sound of Brackle being slashed, and he was pretty close to you, Brackle. Say about 10 feet away from you. He turns quickly seeing this big, fat, nasty, bulbous-looking troll thing. And he says, mm, don't like that. Don't like that at all. Uh, and what's he going to do? I wasn't prepared for Karn to go first, you know? Unfortunately, I just wasn't prepared. Now you know how I feel. He's got his staff in his hand because he, he, he keeps it right next to each other. He quickly whips it around, points it toward this big, nasty thing, and in a quick reaction, uh, he casts Erupting Earth at him. Holy crap! Oh, no. Jeez. Uh, and a fountain of churned earth and stone erupts in a 20-foot cube centered on that point. He is going to push it away from you guys, but Brackle, you're 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 in the mix there. Unfortunately, there's nothing he can do about that. I got dead. I need you to make me a dexterity saving throw there, Brackle, and this big fatty will make one too. Ooh, he did not succeed, so that's good. Real eleven. Hmm. Thanks, Yalmer. You don't have like. I'm sorry. It's not Yalmer. It's it's uh, Karn. <laughs> Here comes the roll on the indie beyond, Alan. Oh. Hmm. And I'm dead. Jeez. I'm sorry, Alan. He hits the big, nasty troll for 26 damage as the ground just like starts bursting up around his feet, just rolling through. And Brackwood, you get tossed up and kind of like you'll land near where you were, but you get thrown up into the air and slammed down in it. And Karn's like, oh, I am sorry. Brackle. He hits the big, nasty Brackle for how much? 26 damage. Brackle died. He did. He grabs the uh, yellow... A band on his little strap and he pulls it off and behind it there's this like flat wooden totem uh, and it is the symbol of a hawk and he holds it up and he casts spirit totem it's a bonus action he can magically summon a spirit it's not a spell it's a feature uh, and he is going to please tell me that hawk shows up no oh my gosh can you imagine yes. <laughs> hey guys. he summons hey guys. a hawk yes. spirit there is a call of a, of a great spectral spirit flies up out of the emblem in his hand. I have come to save you! It is a 30-foot aura, I believe. Wow. Uh, yes, a 30 well, it's a 30-foot radius, so it's a 60-foot aura. So it reaches everybody. A creature inside this aura, when they make an attack roll against a target in the spirit's aura, I can use my reaction to grant advantage to that attack roll. We all have keen sight. We have keen sight? You and your allies, have. we all have advantage on perception checks while we're in the aura. When a creature makes an attack roll against a target in the aura, you can use your reaction to grant advantage to that attack roll. So it sounds like me. I use my reaction to give advantage, right? So I can do that once per round. And that will be the end of my turn. And now it is Chris's turn. Cool. Chris. How far are the trolls from me? I'd say there's one on, uh, 15 feet away from you to your left. Big, fat, nasty, bulbous one that just got hit by erupting earth. To your right, the one that's looming over Meg. Also 15 foot? Or closer? Uh, I would say 15 feet in both directions. Cool. Kind of like a V from where you are. Okay. I'm going to use a fifth level steel wing strike. Oh, boy. Going big here, huh? And target both of them. Both of them? Yes. Now, does that? how does that work? So, I flourish the weapon used in the casting, which will probably just be my staff, then vanish to strike like the wind, choose up to five creatures you can see within Whoa. range, make a melee spell attack against each target. On a hit, a target takes 60, 10 force damage. Dang. Nice. What level are you doing? Uh, fifth. So you choose five creatures you can see. Yeah. Go ahead and roll it. 21. 21. To right hit. There. Cool. Yeah, boy. I do believe that's going to do it, sir. You're going to hit them both. 36 damage. Oh, boy. Ooh, baby. Dude, y'all are already coming out pretty strong. Oh, baby, 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 Cheese and crackers. You know, you're really going for it. All right, you hit them both. You see, just it starts hacking off chunks of their flesh. Just big, nasty chunks of flesh. Oh, and by the way, uh, Brackle, you and... No, just you. Just me. Oh, this is this is hilarious. <laughs> so when the, when the big fat one takes damage, anyone within five feet takes 2d8 poison damage. Oh, no. So, so when the chunks are hitting them, all this nasty, stinky pus is flying off of them, and it's flicking all over your body. But you're immune to it. It smells horrible, but you're immune. Nice. So, you better really thank your homeboy later for hooking you up with yeah. that. Is that the end of your turn, Chris? Yeah, and then I'm going to appear five feet behind the one that uh, attacked Brackle. So you're going to get five feet by the big, fat, nasty yeah. one. Yosef, 
You're right in the middle. I'm in the middle? So you're about 10 feet from the big fat one, about 20 feet from the big tall one. How far away did it throw me? I think I said 20 feet away. Nice. Thank you. Away from the knoll. You're down in the swamp, so you got difficult terrain where you're at. Mistakes were made. It's your swamp now. Okay. I would like to, if I'm 10 feet away, I'd like to run around without getting in range of him. Mm-hmm. And make them line up so I can cast lightning. Hmm. Can you do that from where they are? Is it possible? The only thing that would obstruct it is there's two trees, and one of them would step over behind it to grab Meg. Hmm. I'm going to say you can only get one, that the tree is kind of separated between the two of them. Okay. Well, then, what I will do is, instead of trying to line them up, if they're, if I could see that I'm not going to be able to line them up, I will just move yes. far away from him. Okay. And do what? And then cast Lightning Bolt. Okay. So you're casting Lightning Bolt on tall one or the fat one? Uh, let's go with the tall one. Okay. Go ahead. And he does a, a dexterity saving throw, right? Yes. DC? 17. Hmm. Well, you know how t- you know how trolls are incredibly dexterous, but he got a six. Nice. Go ahead and roll me that damage. That was eight d six. Twenty. Twenty. Okay. Jeez Louise. And then. And then. I would like to use two sorcery points. Oh, girl. Uh huh. To cast lightning bolt again as a bonus action. Get it. Oh, okay. At who? Same guy. The tall one again or the fat one? Okay. Um, another dexterity saving throw. Okay. This one's a little better. It's a 14. You failed. <laughs> of course he did. Roll me that damage. 30. Dude, you blow its head off. <laughs> From about ribcage up, you blow its head off, and there's like bones of ribcage sticking up, and it just falls back like a, like a tree what I'm talking about. So when I cast the first one, uh-huh. I point at it with like a finger gun mm-hmm. and shoot a lightning bolt. Mm-hmm. And then I spin around and point the other finger and shoot him with the other one. Waka waka. Boom, boom. It falls down. 360 no scope, nerd. <laughs> Brackle. Yes. It's your turn. I cast fireball. Okay. <laughs> you don't have fireball. I don't have a fireball. <laughs> you can borrow mine. So are there two trolls left or one? One. One got its chest and head blown off by a lightning bolt. Dang. What's near the other one? You. He's within five feet of you. And Chris is five feet away from him. Okay. On the other side. So, is he a willing beast? No. <laughs> okay. He's not a beast or willing. I'm going to cast Hunter's Mark upon him. Okay. So, he's a creature within range, and he's my quarry. Mm-hmm. What level? Uh, uh, just level one. Okay. All, the only difference it makes, I think, is the duration. Uh, and then I'm going to cast... Attack with my longbow. Attack. I attack the darkness. If you know, he's within five feet, so you will have disadvantage. I want to back away. Okay, he's going to take an attack of opportunity. <laughs> well, he's going to have disadvantage because he's your mark. No, because uh, uh, Alan said so. <laughs> Paul, because you hate him. No, there's a there's a trade. I'm pretty sure that's the you thing. You want him to? I'm pretty sure that's something I have. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Escape the horde. Opportunity attacks against you are made with disadvantage. There we go. I know it was in there. I know my character. Right, okay. So he's going to attack with disadvantage. The first one, he rolled an 18. The second one, he rolled a 3. So even with bonuses, I think that's going to be a miss. Yeah. So he misses you. Uh, Shoot him. Shoot him a little bit. So that's 19. Started blasting. That's a hit. It does 1d8 plus 4 plus 1d8 plus 1d6. Wow. Wow. That's 22. And then, multi-attack. I'm going to attack him again. Hold on. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. I need to know real quick. Yes. So you're using your longbow of vigilance, correct? Vigilance, yes. It is a magic weapon. It am. So. This one's a 19. Same thing. Uh, That's a hit. Yeah. Okay. Colossus Slayer is once per turn, so I can't apply that. Does the Hunter's Mark, does that work? Is that like once per turn, or is that just any time? Until the spell ends, 1d6, the target, whenever you hit it with a weapon attack. Okay. I'm going to roll 1d8 and 1d6 mm-hmm. and a 1 plus okay. 4. So that is 7 plus 4 is 11. 
How do you kill it? Well, nice boy. I aim Dang. at it with my longbow of vigilance. I pull back the arrow, and the camera pans. First, you <laughs> see the not not quite lens flare, but sort of like that. You know, you can see the reflection on the arrow track the camera, mm -hmm. and then it zooms into my eye, and you see the reflection from the arrow into my eye. Then I let go, yeah. and you see the arrow mm -hmm. flying backwards because it's reflected in my eye. And then, okay. as it does, there's like a flippy flip where the camera like flips the other way that you don't really notice, but then you're like, oh, it's going the right way now. Good lord. And then it hits the troll, Okay. but in the eye. The arrow sinks into the big, fat, nasty troll's eye when it does. Poisonous barf just spurts out from its eye hole. And it flops back onto the ground with a sickening, like, and it's dead. Looks like meat's back on the menu, boys. Then the one with no head and no chest gets back up. Oh, no. Regains 10 hit points. Oh, no. As it grows its head back. <laughs> I... Oh, stop it. You're making this Before up. it does that, I take, as part of my cool thing, I take a drag on my cigarette and flick it <laughs> on it, and it takes one fire damage. Shut up, Alan. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it one doesn't. fire damage. It regains 10 hit points with a... <laughs> as its, like, throat is reforming. Flicker. It raises both <laughs> hands and then lunges toward Meg. Mm. First, it's going to try to bite you. What's your armor class? You're messing up, bro. That is a 16. So, you take six piercing damage as it bites down on you. Oh. Like a titan. Ah! Then it brings its left arm swinging at you to claw you. Like a titan. It rolls a 24. 23. I think that hits. Eight slashing damage. Then it brings its right arm around to claw you. Oh my goodness. 26 to hit. Yes, Paul. You take 15 Jeez. slashing damage. Goodness. I'm sorry, Meg. I thought I killed it. Then the big fat one rolls over, stands up, and the arrow just pushes out of its eye. Shoots. Brackles the one shot. So it is going to lumber toward Brackle. So if you want to take a make a melee uh, opportunity attack, you can, Chris. Chris might as well. Go ahead and give it a shot. What are you swinging at it? Uh, probably just my staff. Okay. Nope. That's seven. No. Yeah. You okay. failed. You miss as he lumbers forward toward Brackle, uh, arms outstretched, and he is going to try and bite you first, Brackle. I bite him back. Fourteen. Does that hit your armor class? Uh, no. No. So the bite is a miss. He didn't like that. So he swings at you with his right hand. It's a 21 to hit. Does that hit? That's a hit. You're going to take 11 slashing damage plus four poison, but you don't take any poison. So He swings again with his other hand. This one is a 25 to hit? That misses. Oh. No, okay. that hits. 10 slashing damage more. And with that, it is Meg's turn. Meg, the troll hits you hard. What you gonna do, Gra? This isn't Mogert. <laughs> hmm. This is No, it's scary. not. You being up close with a big giant troll is not, not where you want to be. Uh, Meg is smart. Meg just watched this thing heal itself from zero hit points and get back up. Burn it. Maybe Meg needs to think for a second. Hmm. Why would it do that? Hmm. How can I stop it from happening? If Meg doesn't know, Meg could roll, say, a nature check. Ooh, Meg can do that? As a, I'll let you do it as a bonus action. Meg knows she's smart. I think Brackle read about this in the DMG. Oh, yeah. Did you say not... nature? Or no, the uh, monster manual, the MM. So 14 plus 7. Oh, yeah, you know. Why didn't you think of this? You should have already yelled it out. Duh. Burn it with fire or acid. Otherwise, it will continue to regenerate. Okay. It's the only way to kill it. It's your turn. Kill everybody. Burn it! <laughs> They'll keep coming back. All right. Then what do you do? Acid arrow. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to do it at a second level. Mm -hmm. Actually, third level. You had acid arrow this whole time? Well, this is her first turn. <laughs> 
You make a ranged spell attack. Yeah. He is right up in your biz, so you, it's gonna you're gonna have to cast it with disadvantage. Why can't I just take the arrow and just stab it at him, and that <laughs> just counts? Or you can back away five feet. He'll take a swing at you, but then you won't have disadvantage. Sure, I'll do that. Okay. She'll kind of I'll kind of roll out of the way. Okay, tuck and roll. And he's gonna give him an opportunity. Make an opportunity. Oh. Uh, it's a fifteen. That is a miss. Okay, look at I that. Almost a hit. Woo! That was lucky. You tuck and roll, and he swings right over top of you. Roll that acid arrow. What is it? I don't want to tell you. Just tell me. It's a nat one. Oh, no! no. Don't it's that. a natural one, Felicia. Karn should hand out some advantage, you know, with his thing that's active. Wait, 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 wait. You're, wait, 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 wait. Does he, doesn't he, that's his thing, isn't it? His thing is it gives advantage, isn't it? As a reaction, you can give advantage. It's giving advantage, right? Get it, Zach. He might have just saved your whole butt. Oh, please! When a creature makes an attack roll against a target in Spirit Tour, you can use reaction to grant advantage on that attack roll. I got you, Felicia. Don't roll another one, Felicia. If it rolls another one, I'm just leaving. Do it. Nat 20! Are you kidding me? Literally Nat 20. I'm not even joking. Okay, so... It is. Holy, All right. I just right. chill. That's awesome. That's awesome. He's totally dead. So roll me. Looked at once. That's 11 and 8. So 19. That is not How does it look when you actually kill this fool? Wait, what? Really? Yeah, he only regained. He regained less than that. I'll just say that. So when I roll out of the way uh-huh. and he swings yeah. and she gets back up, or yeah. I get back up, uh-huh. pull the arrow back, and I'm still on one knee. Mm-hmm. And just shoot it right at his face. Mm. Melt. This time it, it sticks into his head and melts down. But when it does, it melts all the way down to his belly. And he just like falls apart and just literally turns into a bubbling mess of nasty. Blaze, it is your turn. You can hear Blaze. Since the very second he was thrown away, you heard him out in the in the swamp going, <laughs> <laughs> Why everyone has been taking their actions wow. the whole time. He's just been back on, all right. He's going super saiyan. You hear him say, I have no fire. And then uh, he's going to fire an arrow at the remaining one. Yep. Do it. He's just going to try to drop it. That's a dirty 20. Okay. Roll me the damage. Eight damage. Okay. You have extra attack, right? Oh, I do. I do. But I want to make that a goading attack. After all that screaming... When you hit with a weapon attack, you can expend one superiority die to add to the damage. Target makes a wisdom, wisdom mm-hmm. saving throw at DC 15. On a failure, target has disadvantage on anybody but you. Oh, yeah, he fails. So I want to use a superiority die to add to the damage, uh-huh. which is okay. the 1d10. Wow. Roll it. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's an additional three damage. All right, you. This arrow goes back in the same eye, and he falls back again with a plorp again. Uh, he is laying there. I'm gonna use my movement to move up closer to the body because I know it's gonna stand up, mm-hmm. and I'm going to swap from my bow to my scimitar in particular. Okay. Skirmisher. My skirmisher. The horseman. Uh huh. After my goading attack, I'm gonna stand there and say, "Get up, stinky one." I have presents for you. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> uh, all right. I love it. Karn. It's steps Karn. Up. I'm sorry. I should have recalled these filthy beasts. They fear the fire and the liquid that burns. Light them up already. And I'm not sure that he has any way to do that. <laughs> <laughs> he skips his turn. Don't lizards have fire breath? <laughs> Hold on a second. Here, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here. He uses a fifth level spell. No, fourth level spell. Conjure elemental. Oh my God. Oh, holy crap! And he conjures a fire elemental. So it's char. Bro, save that for a boss. He holds up his staff and he says, and he summons a fire elemental. The fire elemental appears. It is friendly toward him and it also obeys his commands. I won't go into everything it does right now because what he's going to do right now is he's going to hold his staff up and he's literally going to appear like a flaming tornado atop of this troll and touch it. Literally, the attack of the fire elemental is touch. Does it? And while it's down at zero, he rolls. it rolls a natural 20. 
Really wasting all of this, you know. Uh, so that is four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. It's only wow, it's only eleven. Uh, eleven fire damage, and it catches a fire and it melts down. And the fire element elemental is just kind of hovering there. It's at that moment that y'all notice something, though. Oh no! Y'all notice the ground beneath your feet start grass, to no. move and shift. And you hear a deep, colossal, bellowing, rumbling roar. As the ground beneath you stands up and you guys are like pushed back into the swamp. And towering over you is a 20-foot tall, three-headed troll. It's the gnoll! With mouths all over its like belly and its back. And it turns, looking down toward you all, licking all of its nasty, filthy lips. And it is going to make an attack. I have waited to kill something like you my entire life. You're all just kind of like shifted into one area. I I would say you're probably... I wanted to save to stay on its back. Okay, roll me a dexterity save. You can see if you can stay on its back. 16 total. Are we falling far? No, you're not falling far. You're just going to be at its its feet, basically. Are we landing in nasty... Swamp, yeah. And there's like muck coming up. Where he's coming up out of the swamp, it's just like like muck just filling in. It's a nasty spot. It's definitely going to make moving difficult. With a 16, I'd say you can hold on to him. What about the rest of you? Y'all going to just land and hope for the best? Could I cast Water Walk on us? Yeah. yeah. I'll do that if I see uh, that we all land that, in muck. Does that take an action? Is that an action? I, I think you would probably need to do that on your turn. Okay, I was just wondering. But that is something you could do. And if you do it, it'll speak louder than words. Anybody do like any Misty Stepping or anything? I was thinking about Misty Stepping, but that's a bonus action too. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you won't be able to do his reaction. Are take damage from falling or just be... No, no no damage. You just kind of roll off. Yeah. Um, but as, like, all this muck and stuff's pouring around, he just starts, like, spinning around and swinging wildly in a whirlwind of claws. And everybody who is within 10 feet of the troll, including Blaze, which is everybody, needs to make me a dexterity saving throw. Ooh, yeah. I'll roll seven plus three. Forget that. I'm going to use my Indomitable, which you can re-roll a saving throw that you fail. You must use a new roll. You can use this one time for long rest. Gotcha. Oh, it's an eight. It's no better. 14. Got an 18. Joe got a five. Yes. So I rolled a will... Do you happen to know when I got my inspiration that is on my sheet? I don't. But, I mean, I would allow you to use it. If it's on your sheet, We, I gave it to you. Okay, I'm going to use it. Okay. <laughs> That's worse. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, who beat a 19? Oh, no <laughs> Wow, that's a high number. Oh, man. I had an 18. Alan, I'm so sorry. Can I give him a flash of genius? You can. I'll give Alan a flash of genius. Look at that, Alan. What does what that do? Love? That makes well, it, it, it gives, gives you a, a plus three. three. So it makes it a 22. I won. I'll, I'll give you it to it. you instead. Nice. Of also, Thank uh, you. Karn rolled a 19. I don't know what his... I don't nice. think it's a negative. Yeah, he's got a plus two. So he got a 21. He has negative and <sighs> Should I roll a dice or get, take the average? Roll a dice. We're here for okay. the D of the D. Roll yeah. the dice. Die the rolls. Let's get wild. Oh, gosh. No, Paul. Hit me. 57. Good grief. I'm out. Slashing damage. 57? 57 slashing damage. Now, Brackle, you take half of that, so 25, 6, 7, call it 28, I guess, or 27. 28. We'll call it 28. Okay, I need to make some death saving throws. I'm going to use my parry maneuver. Uh Uh-huh. And I roll a superiority die plus three and reduce the damage by that much. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Every little bit helps, you know? Uh, So, Alan, you're dropped to zero. 
Yeah. Yeah, I had uh, 50, so was 51 left. Karn is going to take a bit of damage here. He's taking 28. So I'm taking 7 off of it. What's that total? What's the original? 57. So take a clean 50. That's insane. Yeah, you know. No I would have been dead if it wasn't for those extra hit points. Man, it's like I look I look over and I gave Brackle the Flash of Genius and then we both just died. You hear Blaze laughing wildly. I was able to block one of its strikes. <laughs> Got one out of the fifty. He's just bleeding out of ev- out of every limb. Every limb is just bleeding. Just spits out blood. All three of the trolls' heads let out a just a blood curdling roar. Blaze is saying, "Spin faster, spin faster." Meg is lying in the sludge. Brackle slips down into the goopy. Managing to block some of the blades, but still wounded. His eyes roll back in his head, and he falls unconscious. Will our heroes die here in the goop outside, just trying to reach the shade? Or will they survive? Bring it on. You'll have to see next time. You're a cruel man. Wow. Look, time is what it is. Man. Things got hairy there for a second. Uh, but hey, that's part of the fun. We'll see how uh, quickly Meg and Brackle are killed in the next episode. <laughs> oh, no. But I want to make a parrot. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you. We love you. Um, we will be sure to remember to shoot fire at trolls going forward. Thanks for listening. Troll in the dungeon. Jungle. You got to say jungle. Dang it. Why do I do that? Keep doing it. My brain's too. Troll in the jungle. Troll. <laughs> we love in you. In the jungle. Goodbye. 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 Bye. <laughs> to make believe Schmiros. A fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, a is that right? <laughs> no. A he fifth, is edition. fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons. He is the podcast now. Your friend. <laughs> Zach. Okay, Yoda. What are you just doing? You're drinking. finishing my noodles. I couldn't bro. tell what was going on. It was like a, you're blurred out. Like it blurred you out in the background. So it looked. <laughs> uh, my name is Paul. That's I'm your good. dungeon master. <laughs> your that <was> pal. Yoda. <laughs> Hi, Zach. Play Chris. <laughs> Did anybody see Zach just levitate up from the floor into his <laughs> microphone? Nope. No. That was incredible. I missed it. Yep. Uh, I'm excited to play some D and D. Couldn't imagine a more beautiful thing. But first, we've got a. Uh, uh, <laughs> Zach keeps disappearing into the floor. We, we got to do a couple things. A couple things up front. One, we're, first we're going to do is we're going to read I mean, a couple of five star thing. reviews. Okay, <laughs> the first one is Zach will quit. <laughs> Zach will quit singing the corn song. The first one comes it's from. Gold. You're supposed to do a noise for each emoji and uh, not actually name it out. All right, do it. Ready? Leopard. <laughs> Tiger. <laughs> Alligator. Scorpion. <laughs> what was that? Do it again. Scorpion. Hey, one more time. Ray Scorpion. Okay, thank you. Wow. Why did the tiger just sound like the leopard on puberty? I don't know. I don't know, man. It's hard to do animal noises. <laughs> the voice cracks. We set out from the village, the den of the Unctilux. A motorcycle goes flying past you all in the middle of the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got Roberto Kiamer. on it. Th- this is Mia. That's Mia. Look at her. I She's so cute. Her. <laughs> I'm going to change her name to Hialatrico. <laughs> you should. <laughs>